Perfect. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump into it. Hi, everybody. This is the Dad's Beards Nerds podcast, the podcast where one of us can grow a beard and the other one, not so much. I'm Anthony. And I'm George. And today we are, 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 are Chris and we are, are gleefully joined by the, the wonderful Zach, a.k.a. Teddy Bear. Zach, thank you so much for being here. What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, I, I'm so happy to have you on a podcast. So oh, finally, yay, yay, Zach. So if you don't know, Zach is a friend of uh, of mine and George's. He's a friend of, of our streams. Um, Zach is a kind of funny best friend, and I met him uh, via kind of funny. And he's just a super awesome person, loves to play games. We used to play a lot of Friday the 13th together. Uh, we keep trying to get George to play it with us, but George refuses because it's a broken game. Bye. Uh, game. <laughs> after, last um, week's, after last week's topic slash rant, I have to say to George, touche. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's, I, I have a point here. But let's jump into the uh, housekeeping now. So housekeeping, we are on basically all social media platforms other than Facebook because it's the devil. Uh, so catch us on Twitter. At Dad's Beards Nerds. Catch me on Twitter at A Flair. That's A F L A R I D A. And catch George at Twitter at G H I O C O. You can find us all on Twitter. Next up on our Twitter page, we do have our Discord link. We have a Discord with a wonderful community of people. So please check that out and consider joining us. You can find us on twitch.tv slash Dad's Beards Nerds where we record the podcast live tonight it is just george since we can't all be in the same place then find us on instagram at dad's beards nerds podcast now into the news george take us away all right first up of news we've got the PUBG charity showdown announced uh best players in the world have been invited to this a total of one million dollars in prize pool money for the charity of the player's choice of the of the winning match so whoever gets gets to that chick sweet sweet chicken dinner is going to be able to pull a million bucks for their charity of their choice. Now, this is a best of four. Yeah, excuse me. I was uh, cruising my show notes real quick. Um, a total of four matches will be played in this tournament. 40 PUBG broadcasters, which I'm assuming is a mix of Twitch streamers, Mixer streamers, and whatnot. And 40 all pro players will be participating in this. And uh, they'll be organized into teams uh, playing a total of four matches. So this will be airing on Twitch on 727 at 9 a.m. Central. Um, should be a really big draw for Twitch too, considering how big PUBG still is. Um, it's great to see them pouring some some heart into a charitable cause, in my opinion. It's really, I think this is the smartest move for uh, Blue Hole. Is it Blue Hole? Yeah, Blue, Blue Hole. Stealth. PUBG. Oh, no, it is Blue Hole because I always want to say Blue Balls because of Doctor uh, Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think so. I thought it was weird for like a brief second, like. It's a it's prize money to a charity, but then I was thinking, ah, oh, this is gonna get a mad brownie points with the uh, battle royale community because they're not, they're you know they're oh giving God. money away to charity. So I think this is a way for them to kind of uh, get people back and interested in PUBG again. As someone who's only played close to uh, one actual round of PUBG, I I can't really uh, like say I hate it or <clears throat> or love it. It wasn't bad, but I think this is a really good move uh, by Blue Hole. Daddy, what do you think? I think it's a good move to try and get back at that top spot. I don't think they're ever going to supersede Fortnite again, but no, um, no, no I'm way. super interested in Fortnite, man. I, I've never, had, I don't have an Xbox, so I've only ever played it on my phone. So, yeah, if you don't have an Xbox or a PC, I mean, I, I won't play games like, like I won't play Battle Royals on my phone just because, uh, like, I have an iPhone like seven plus, 
or seven or whatever, and the screen's too small. But even if I had a 10, I probably still wouldn't play. That's way too small to be focusing on for my eyes. Um, it just doesn't, just doesn't work for me. So other than a PC or buying an Xbox, I'll probably never play PUBG again unless somehow I get an Xbox. I, I, I feel way more comfortable playing PUBG uh, via controller, even though I've never played it via controller. Because when I did it at George's, right after we were done, I was like, my fingers hurt. My hand like, hurts. My hand hurts, yeah. <laughs> George was like, noob. But, you know, I was, I was going to comment on it. I, I had played PUBG on mobile just for shits and giggles and was pleasantly surprised with how smooth it did run. Um, yeah. Granted, I have a really new device, but uh, man, it, it plays fantastic for being a mobile game. Honestly, like it, it's really smooth. It's they did a really good job porting that over, in my opinion. So, yeah. who when, when are they when are they going to announce who the uh, the broadcasters and uh, pro players are? Is is Ninja going to be in this? Because obviously, Doctor Disrespect is going to be in this. I have not seen anything about. I'm sure Doctor Disrespect for sure, but I have not seen anything about when or who is participating. I'm sure more will be coming out on Twitch as the days go by if they haven't already announced it. Um, but I, I could locate it for the show notes, unfortunately. Teddy, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I was disagreeing with George. It, it ran very smooth on my phone. I just I hate touch controls. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. A touch, I'm not a touch control guy either. So, I'd rather touch myself, not my controls. Hey, hey, and now and, explicit. And in ten years, that clipped audio will get me fired from my job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. You're so, not gonna uh, run for office. No, yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not be the next governor. Uh, <laughs> all right, George, next one. All right, next up, we have the Resident Evil 2 remake release date announced uh, January 25th, 2019. These details are courtesy of the devs via Comic-Con recently. Um, they're an E3 announcement trailer. looked absolutely terrifying and amazing to me. Uh, yeah, that, that whole rat's perspective was, was super smart, super good. Yeah, well, they have the perspective of the rat, or they had uh, the rats in, in the original games, but of course, you know, they were limited graphically. But, you know, the thing about the, this announcement that really intrigues me is it's a true remake. It's not a remaster. And you yep. can definitely tell by what we've seen already that this is not your traditional Resident Evil 2 experience. So I'm really looking forward to, I guess, seeing this reimagining of it. Um, no tank controls. Go ahead, Teddy. I was just saying no tank controls. Yeah. You're, you're basically not, you know, just stuck in a pivot essentially because I, I for me that was the most terrifying and frustrating thing about the old score as an evil games where there's shitty clunky tank controls that they had implemented when they first came out um great point there that's what <laughs> but, made that in the very first game that's what made that first uh zombie scare so so frightening was the controls were so wonky and you just started playing the game that it, yeah. it amped up the intensity and the like just the the the, the fear because you were like i don't know how to do this yeah, and, and you're you're panic reacting. You know, you're just trying to get out of this scenario to move on to the next one as fast as you can without even realizing that there's a bigger, grander puzzle in front of you, because that's what Resident Evil is. Um, but it, yeah, essentially, I, I'm really excited for this. I am definitely gonna be picking this this title up to replay. Um, so the collector's edition was announced at the game, um, along with this at, at Comic Con. Um, comes with ton, all the extra DLC for the game that they have planned. Um, a model, a standing model of Leon S. Kennedy, and I'm assuming I didn't get a measurement for it, but I'm assuming it's a fair, fairly decent sized model, um, something similar to what I have uh, on my desk for my Battlefield statue or something like a solid, I don't know, eight inches. Um, yeah, it looks like a pretty awesome uh, 
statue of Leon. Of course, he's in his rookie RPD uniform, so it's yeah. kind of neat. Uh, we get a, a art book called Ben's File, and it's a 32-page art book left behind by Ben. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to put you the last name Barcellucci. He's a freelance Bartolucci. He's a freelance journalist who uh, makes a, an appearance in the game. Um, you, you get the digital soundtrack and a full blueprint of the Raccoon City Police Department. Uh, this is exclusively sold at GameStop, unfortunately. <laughs> Man, I don't like GameStop, but uh, it is what it is. Exclusively at GameStop for one ninety nine ninety nine. Gentlemen, give me your thoughts. Teddy, you go first. I'm beyond the uh, the collector's edition. I'm just super excited for this game. Me too. Uh, after what they did with Resident Evil 7, I mean, I was just blown away by at least the first half of that game. And I hope that they just continue on this path of Resident Evil going back to its roots and being scary again. And I'm not going to give GameStop $200 of my money for this collector's edition, but I'm definitely going to buy this game day one. So I think this remake is going to be awesome, especially if they do it with the same control schemes and the same you know, style as, uh, you know, Resident Evil Biohazard, the, the latest one that came out, Resident Evil 7, right? Um, mm-hmm. I've, 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 the only time I buy collector's editions is like with Persona 5, they had the metal tin. Um, I don't waste my money on these high-priced uh, collector's editions with a figure that has no articulation. <laughs> I just, I, if you're going to give me a figure, give me a fucking action figure so I can at least like, play with it as an adult man um, <laughs> the, uh, like everything everything in it is pretty cool i just me personally i've never really uh really gave two shits about collector's editions with a shit shit ton of stuff like i'd rather like a collector's like a perfect collector's edition to me is like the mid-tier collector's edition where it's like you get <clears throat> a small art book inside the, the the tin that holds the game and i'm like okay that's cool um i did you know they did it with uh Persona 5 did it. I got that. And then I want to say when they did the Final Fantasy X, uh, 10-2 remake for the PS3, I got the collector's, collector's edition of that. And the box was just a tiny bit bigger, and it came with, like, uh, an art book for that as well. Like, that's my idea of, like, a really good collector's edition. Um, I think, though, that it's going to be a great game. Um, and I, I could also, if I'm going to buy a game, I, I've gotten to a point where, like, <laughs> GameStop has me buying more stuff from them lately because of their reward zones. Um, which is totally stupid, but like I don't have any of the reward stuff from, from uh, Best Buy. And uh, now that I know actual people and are friends with them who work at GameStop, it's made me more likely to shop at GameStop. And I know that's that's silly, but um, no, this is cool. This is awesome. George, uh, I don't know if you missed this topic, but I'm going to read it off really quick since it is a quickie. Oh, um, yeah, I did miss it. I'm sorry. Okay, okay cool, cool. I, I was like, oh, crap. Exactly. Not, like, not so a quick Halo Infinite update. Sorry, uh Kelly Ferry, we weren't able to get get this one on when you were on the show. Um, no Battle Royale confirmed. Recent stream update via the Halo Mixer channel 343 was questioned by a person in chat. What's the possibility of a Battle Royale? 343 shut it down immediately. I love that. Yeah. And, and he actually, they, uh, the lead designer of the game was just like, the only BR that we're worried about is Battle Rifle. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and just knocked it out of the park. You like end a discussion, like so. Good. Yeah, for okay. Th- um, let's go on to the next story, George. All right. So, Octopath Traveler is now the best-selling third-party Switch game on Amazon, and this is huge considering uh, the, the amount of sales that this game is getting. Um, being a third-party game, 
Um, it's getting excellent reviews for an old school JRPG. We talked about it a little bit last episode. And uh, physical copies are flying off store shelves. Physical copies are currently sold out completely in Japan and in Amazon USA. So we've got ourselves a big underdog coming out of the woodwork here. Um, and I still want to get this game so badly. Can't wait to get my hands on it. I um, <laughs> I, I want to play this game a lot, too, to the point where I told George that, George, if I buy this, let me play it on your Switch, and then you can have the game. <laughs> He's like, I just need to borrow your Switch for like eight months. Yeah, yeah, give me a Switch for eight months so I can I can explore every nook and cranny of this, and then you can have it back, and you get a game. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a solid square deal, right? You don't you don't need your Switch. You're over there playing your 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 PUBGs and your Fortnites with your Pac Man video games and your vinyl records over there. My vinyl records. I <laughs> George, you have, or not George, I'm sorry. Zach, you have this one, right? No, I do not have Octopath. Uh, I thought you bought Octopath. No, I, uh, I don't even play JRPGs, but like this game has me interested. I've just heard everyone praising it, and I, uh, I saw it on Amazon the other day. I was like, eh, do I add it to my cart or? <laughs> well, you probably should have. Yeah, since it's not. <laughs> well, like, I haven't been, uh, I, I just saw this game, a physical copy of this game at a Target in in Hanford uh like yesterday and I kind of wanted like I was like man I really want to buy this but I'm like I don't have a switch and George won't let me borrow a switch for eight months so screw you Octopath <laughs> we do need but to get a switch Anthony I I do need to get a switch you, but you I do, also yeah. need to get a PS4 Pro so I'm, I'll get a PS4 Pro before I get a switch we got oh what do you mean I don't need a switch guys we have a Wii U the perfect game console oh yeah the, the, the epiphany of gaming right there exactly the best thing Nintendo's ever made and done Shit. <laughs> and that's the last episode of this podcast. Thank you very much, yeah. everyone, for Everybody joining in. Coming to the, the last episode, uh, jo- uh, George is like, Anthony and I are no longer friends. Uh, <laughs> you're, now, you're now solely my friend as well. I got you in the divorce. Man, All I right. just dropped a ton of frames, unfortunately. All right, George, uh, take us on to the next topic because I know that you're going to enjoy this one. Okay. Val busted out the banhammer this weekend. Uh, 90, over 90,000 accounts got back banned. And for those of you that don't know what a VAC ban is, that's the Valve anti-cheat uh, software that's installed on most uh, computers, or excuse me, not most computers, but most uh, games that you download from Steam. I'm having to go live again on Twitch, by the way. Sorry for the delay. Okay. Um, but yeah, over 90,000 accounts banned. Most of them actually came on Thursday evening, which was kind of an unusual spike for them. Um, but yeah, they, they absolutely, absolutely laid down the law and, uh, just goes to show you don't fucking cheat in video games, kids. That was my favorite note. That was my favorite note. I love that note on there. (laughs) I mean, you're going to risk your entire account and all the games (laughs) you own just for a quick cheat in Fortnite. I'm sure that's a solid idea, but yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So if you get, if you get back banned, you lose every single game in your, in your, uh, Steam library. I'm, well, you, I don't think they allow you to uh, gain access to them for a period of time at the very least. Okay, but they don't just like – so what if you do something completely heinous and they delete that um, They delete that Steam account and you've got like – let's say you've got like $10,000 worth of games on there. You're just shit out of luck. You know, I, I'm, I couldn't comment on that. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. We're good. I, was about I know to there's a way to trade games off of – accounts a certain way but i'm not exactly clear um yeah i mean ultimately though this is ninety thousand users that had cheating activity on their profiles registered and dealt with this is a good thing 
Yeah, um, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's just no looking at it in, a, in an off-kilter way unless you're just one of those scum people that is going to cheat anyway, in my opinion. Um, it's like now, everybody else is cheating, so I have to cheat. It's like, no, not everybody else is not cheating. Or they're, they're buying into the thought concept of, I need to buy this cheat in order to be good at this game, and that's not true. You know, like, what you really need to do is evaluate how you're playing the game, what you could do better. You know, there's there's so many different things you could do to enhance your performance in a game, you know. Yeah. Uh, but buying cheats off of shaky third-party websites and installing these plugins and hoping for the best is not going to serve you well in the long run, especially with Valve and Steam. Um, I was just going to say that, that it's wild how much like some of these people, you know, they'll make these these programs and these cheats for this, and it's like it's a pretty good business. Like people are making good money off of selling cheats, which is pretty wild. Like, or uh, selling hacks to games and all that. Like, there's a, that's why <clears throat> I know like Doctor Disrespect and the, some of the other pub like bigger PUBG uh, community members always talk about that. They're, they're like, hackers are ruining PUBG, you know, and uh, it's 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 wild that people will actually like pay money for a cheat. It, well, it's because they they're they're searching for that. They want that chicken dinner so badly that they're yeah. willing to shell out actual real world money with rather than playing the game for what it is. Um, I mean, as frustrating as Fortnite is for you sometimes, would you ever consider shelling out real world cash in order to just one dome people over and over again with no skill, Anthony? That doesn't sound no. fun to me. No, 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 no. I just shell out. The- or for the new controllers after I break the other ones. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say you just save the cash for all the controllers that you need to buy. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. but it, but it's those controllers. God. But uh, you know, and and on the topic of PS4 controllers, though, I, I must say they are not as durable as they used to be. I'm just putting that out there because I've worn a couple of the joysticks <laughs> out, and I'm not talking because I've thrown them or anything. But so so joy- back in the PS2 days, um, I used to go through controllers a lot. Uh, the very first Need for Speed took a lot of controllers for me but they were 23 dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> i would break a controller and go buy two more knowing i was probably going to break another controller now these motherfuckers are 60 dollars, and i have like my, my, my wife was saying i'm gonna set up a, a punching bag for you so when you get that mad you can just go to the punching bag and i was like oh god that would be perfect for stream like if i was streaming on a pc i could have another camera pointed at the punching bag and when something pissed me off so much to go oh, we're going to punching bag cam and i just go over there and hit the <laughs> Yeah, no, you can totally make that work. Have a different scene set up. Just hit the bag a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach, what are your thoughts on this? As far as the the anti-cheating or the PS4 controllers? Oh, well, let's do both. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with George as far as the, uh, the thumbsticks on those controllers, man. They wear out quick, but uh, Control Freak, they got you covered, man. Just pop those on. Give new life to that controller. Nice. Yeah. Never tried but, those before. Actually, I should I should give those a shot. I say I say good for Valve. Um, ain't nobody got time for cheaters. I mean, it's just <laughs> play the fucking game, quit being a little bitch, and just play the game. It's I love it. All it is. We don't have time for that. Valve doesn't yeah. either. So straight up purge. Te- uh, Teddy, I wish you were in uh, or Zach. I always want to call you Teddy. For those of you who don't know, uh, Ted- Zach is Teddy Bear on PlayStation. So I always call him Teddy. Because that's how I know him. Um, I wish you were from Texas, because then you could just be like Texas Justice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, Zach, what state are you located in again? Bloomington, Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana Justice. Hoosier, Hoosier State, baby. Indiana Justice. We come, 
We're coming for you. Okay, I, I, let's go hop into the next topic. Uh, I'll read this one off. So Comic-Con is going now. It hasn't ended yet. Oh, no, it was on over the weekend. So Comic-Con is done. Um, but we got uh, some notable uh, movie trailers. Uh, we got the let, – well, let's – I'll, I'll say the name and then we'll go over the movie trailer if you guys have watched it or not. But so the first one was we got a trailer for Shazam and my God, did they capture a like 13 or 14 year old, uh, like a, a very, like basically a preteen getting superhuman powers. Like Zachary Levi is fucking killing it. Yeah. Uh, pretending to have the mind of like a 13 year old kid. It looked great. Uh, even I was just like, Oh, this looks like delightfully entertaining and not nearly as dark as every other DC movie. Well, like in the Justice League cartoon, like even he, Billy Batson or whatever, like, like there would be moments where he would, because what was it? There was Justice League and then Justice League Infinite, uh, that was that aired on Cartoon Network. And once they introduced Shazam, they really, they really doubled, doubled down on him being a kid. Because there, there are times where he like says something, and he's like, <clears throat> "Oh yeah, Superman," you know, like he goes, "Oh my God, <laughs> Superman," he, and he's like, <clears throat> "How are you today, Superman?" It's funny. I'm, I'm a super big DC fan. I mean, I have. Batman tattoo on my arm. I've got a Riddler tattoo on my other arm. I got a Joker tattoo on my back. So I'm all in on DC, regardless of what how horrible Justice League really was. Um, <laughs> but like, I loved Batman vs Superman. I like that dark tone. I like that they took a different step from Marvel. I don't like them copying Marvel. I don't think that's gonna work. But this Shazam trailer really surprised me. I was like, wow, this is really funny and it seems genuine and you actually seem to care about the characters. Yeah. It didn't seem like uh like they were just trying to copy someone else this time. It seemed like it seemed like it was coming from a good place. So I'm really excited to see this. I like when he uh like in the trailer when he tries to fly and he falls down and falls his down, friends yeah. like he's like, Are you okay? And he's like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, when, uh, no, my, my favorite my favorite part of the trailer is when they're walking out of that Seven Eleven after they just yeah. the robbery, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up?" Those girls. He's like, "I'm a superhero." <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. Also, that same scene. He's like, "Sorry about your window, but but you're welcome for stopping the robbery." <laughs> <laughs> or no, when uh, when the guys like when uh, was it the magician Shazam? Is it the magician? That gives us him his power, Shazam. Or the, what's the magician's name? Do you know Zach? I I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not that familiar with uh... Shazam. Okay, well, I like how the magician is like say my name. He's like, what's your name? He's like Shazam, and he kind of like sits there and laughs for a moment. He's just like, are you serious? And then, and then he's, <laughs> like, sure. he's like, okay, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was a great trailer. I I really enjoyed it. I watched it a couple times actually. My wife enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm just, yeah, yeah, it's. I think it'll be a really, really, really good movie. It looks like it's going to be super lighthearted. Um, I, I'm sure it won't get. I, I have a feeling this is a movie that that'll get dark and or not dark and heavy, but at least like it's heaviest in like the last 20 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Because even with the uh, in the trailer where like the the main bat or one of the main bad guys, or if it was a main bad guy, he's like, oh, oh, you're the bad guy, and he goes to punch him and it stops him. Like, out of that whole trailer, that was the darkest. Like that was the heaviest tone of that whole trailer. Other than that, they really wanted you to see that this is going to be a, more of a lighthearted. Uh, uh, they really double down it on the lightheartedness. Like, hey, Batman's not killing people in this movie. <laughs> that was uh, that was Mark Strong, right? That was playing the villain. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Mark Strong, the one who played. Uh, he was uh, the bad guy in Sherlock. Yeah. Okay. That. Uh, yeah. That's. He's also. Who I think it is. Bro in uh, Green Lantern. 
He played who? Sinestro. Oh, that was Sinestro and Green Lantern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's too good. My favorite part about Green Lantern, and I know it has nothing to do with Shazam, but is when Ryan Reynolds, that car uh, is going down the hill, and then he makes the Lego track, or the uh, Hot Wheels track, and I was like, that's when I knew this movie was going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, when next you- up. Oh, sorry, George. George, you say it. You finished that fucking joke. Oh, I was going to say, and that's when you knew this movie was fucking terrible. That not even Ryan Reynolds could save this movie. Yeah. He can pretty much save anything. So, next up, we have Aquaman. The uh, Aquaman trailer, I thought, was, was super cool. I understand why everybody is, like, the spots where everyone's kind of, like, you know, making fun of it with. But um, it's a little hard to not make an underwater world look semi-cheesy. I don't think anybody will ever get that. The same with space scenes. Like when they do, when they show space colonies or try to do like these really intricate space scenes in movies, like futuristic, it's going to look a little cheesy regardless because no matter what you do, like you can't really get practical effects for that. You can get it for some of the set pieces, but not for the whole city. But overall, I'm hyped for Aquaman. This movie looks so good. And I love Jason Momoa. As, as the character. You know what uh, caught me at first with the trailer was the mm-hmm. whole underwater city, how colorful and vibrant it was. Yeah. It, it really gave me that, that that Avatar feel, you know, like, holy shit, we haven't oh, seen yeah, anything yeah. like this. Definitely. Like, when you see a- the Avatar world, like, when it's nighttime. Yeah. And they've got mm-hmm. all of the, like, glowing fl- fluorescent lights. I like when he was a kid, and they're making fun of him, and they're pushing him, and then all the that shark hits the scene, and then his eyes turn color. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. It's super cheesy behind him with all all the you know the fish, but th- this movie will probably have its its growing pains in the first like you know fifteen twenty minutes. I'm sure we'll see a cu- couple different training montages. We'll see like a life montage, but um, I I'm like super stoked, and I have I have I don't have any doubt this movie won't be cool. I, I think it'll have its it'll have small pitfalls here and there. I think overall it's gonna be a really good movie. Who doesn't like like fucking montages though, Anthony? Come on, the montage. That's what that, the montage is. What has built Hollywood? I'm telling you. Yeah, when you want to get through nine months of of in movie time, you just do a montage. Best thing about Aquaman, Jason Momoa, who's a badass, is James Wan is directing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wan, in my opinion, has really done no wrong in the movies he's made. I mean, I love. Insidious, I love The Conjuring. Very different kind of movies, but the guy knows what he wants and he puts it to screen and it's almost always impeccable. So I'm excited to see it. Good point. The only, my only, um, my, my only, not not even pitfall, but my only criticism of this movie is um, in, in Justice League, when they wanted to talk, they made that, you know, bubble around them. And in this one, they're underwater just talking normal, which is fine. Like, I have no issues with that. And I understand that, for Justice League, they probably needed some sort of a quick fix um, to, to get past that because I'm sure that movie's budget was so wild that they're like, we don't have any more money in the budget to make them talk underwater normally. So, you know, they came up with that theme because what's Mara, Mara does, she's like a water witch basically, right? Like that's her, her powers is water magic. Yeah. So it makes sense that, she, that she's able to make this little space where there's no water and they can talk. But in this movie, they're all just talking underwater, which makes sense, too. They're Atlanteans and they can breathe underwater. So why wouldn't they be able to talk underwater? Um, I think one of, the, one of the scenes in the trailer that, that gets me, the, one, of, like, one of the most that gets me, is when they show like the Coliseum type scene. And then um, everything gets blown back. And the crowd's like, and then they're like, what? And then they're like, Yeah! 
like, that was fucking awesome. And then we see a, a, a giant crab beast get eaten by a megalodon. Like, it looks like a cool movie. It's going to be, it's going to have some rough CGI. I'm sure it'll have some really great CGI and some really rough CGI. But, uh, like, I'm stoked they're doubling down on it. This is like, you're basically in Atlantis, this whole movie, other than when they're in the desert, which is kind of funny because they're like, all right, guys, uh, you know, locations for Aquaman. Someone's like, the ocean. They're like, great job, man. Uh, the deep ocean. <laughs> great job, man. Volcanic ocean. Great job. A lighthouse. Great job. Uh, waves crashing on rocks. Great job. And someone's like, the desert. And they're like, fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> A desert? But wait, wait, wait. Let me explain. They've got to go get some sort of artifact. Fuck you, Todd. And then, and then later on, like the execs are like, hey, we need something other than water. And they're like, God damn it! Call Todd up. But I just love that they're jumping in the, that that scene where they uh, Mary jumps out of the plane, and that dude's like, "Did she just jump out of the plane without a parachute?" And he's like, "Redheads, right?" Yeah, redheads, redheads, right? And he jumps in with her. <laughs> um, I love redheads. Overall, I'm I'm excited for Aquaman. I think that uh, DC movies thrive when it is a film franchise dependent on only one character. And they seem to, when it comes to bringing more characters in, that's when they start losing the ball. Like, I feel like they're not necessarily bad movies. I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. Justice League was a movie. It was better than Suicide Squad, but I like Suicide Squad too. I just think they have a hard, what, what their problem is when they do these superhero ensemble movies is they have a hard time getting that perfect balance of screen time and who gets what and who gets how much time. Where Marvel has done so many of these movies at this point, they've got that 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 they've got basically you know the the book on it so um i have i I think that the standalone dc movies are always really awesome i really love man of steel i really loved uh wonder woman obviously wonder woman was just an all-around amazing movie period like it's wonder woman will be timeless uh dc's supposedly uh gonna be starting uh like a black label of their of their film division where they only do one-offs which i can appreciate like the new walking phoenix joker movie yeah it's perfect i think that's like that's any, smart with any of the other movies is going to be standalone okay next movie Fan, the the new fantastic beast trailer um got released at comic-con and it's on youtube i don't remember the actual name of it of uh, the actual movie but it looked fucking awesome the more and more time that Harry Potter movies get like the more and more they're made as you know, the years go by the, the more and more amazing those special effects get. I am super excited for this movie. The trailer looked amazing. Uh, Johnny Depp looks ridiculous, but for some reason it fits. (laughs) May may I interrupt quickly? Fantastic beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp looks ridiculous though. It looks ridiculous. It works, but he looks so ridiculous. You know, it's funny because I had to watch the trailer twice to realize. I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And I was just like, "Is that Johnny Depp?" Oh, well, the best. The, the best part is, is in the first movie, it's um, Colin Farrell. Yeah. And you know, Johnny Depp was transmogrified or whatever as Colin Farrell's character. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. Colin Farrell got me moist. He looked good in the fucking 1930s, 19 like 40s esque or 1920s. Like, and then they and then he changed it to Johnny Depp, and I was like, damn, I was really hoping we get more Colin Farrell, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. Oh, though. So notable parts in this, we see Dumbledore. Um, so in 70 years, he will have 
Oh, I mean, it, I guess it makes sense in the timeline from when from here to Harry Potter. But it's just really weird seeing him without long hair and like a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely a younger Dumbledore. He's probably like in his, I don't know, thirties or forties. But I don't know how long you know magicians in that in that in that time you know live. But yeah, he's see, significantly we, younger though. Yeah, we see a younger Dumbledore. We get um, you know some more glimpses at uh, Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Grindelwald, um, the comedian from uh balls of fury is back in which is awesome he was really really good i don't remember his name i know he has a podcast of his own as well but he was the basically the, the comedic relief in the first um in the first fantastic beast and i'm really happy to see him back he was really good in the movie uh he, he played a perfect portrayal as a normal human being seeing magic uh some of the some of his freak out moments are fucking amazing <laughs> not and a, then we, not a we also i think we get to see um newt's brother at some point we definitely get to see, I think, the girl who broke his heart, who, or who broke Newt's heart, who happened to be uh, uh, one of the Lestranges. Mm. Um, but I mean, this is speculation because I, I I don't know this for a fact. But we we got a lot of we got a lot in that trailer, a lot in that trailer, which is super fucking cool. Um, we we know that Dumbledore, for some reason, can't take Grimmel, Grindelwald out, so he's got to go on Newt. We do know Dumbledore and Grindelwald were, uh, I guess, they were lovers at some point. Or together in some sort of capacity, yeah. In that in that way, so I'm thinking maybe that's why he can't take Grindelwald out. But um, it just looks super good. Yeah, super. It, it does look really great. Teddy, are you excited about this? I've not seen the first one, and I probably watched like half of one of the first Harry Potter movies. So you don't need to be a Harry. So this the thing I love about Fantastic Beasts is you don't need to be a Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You don't need to be a Harry Potter fan to enjoy Fantastic Beasts. A lot of people, I remember when Fantastic Beasts came out, the first one, and they were complaining that, oh, why is this in the Harry Potter world? And I'm like, you get, like, get over yourselves. This is a great standalone. It's 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 a new movie that takes place in that same universe. Yeah. It's fantastic. Fantastic Beasts is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, but this is definitely a movie that I'm excited for. It's it just looks so damn good. All right, on the next movie, I have <laughs> I have a good note on this one. So, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, we got a trailer for, and you know what? I'm well, I'm gonna come out to the note. Uh, trailer has too many people. I care about the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I don't give a shit about any of these people. I, I believe I said when we when we were uh, streaming, I was like. The only people I want to see is some random dude on top of a roof crying and thanking Godzilla. Other than that, I don't want to see uh, – unless it's like there are people in planes and they're about to get trampled by Godzilla or in tanks. I don't care. Stop putting people in these movies. Like, I, I get it. I get why they have to put people in those movies. I'm not that naive. But I don't care about the storylines between the people. <laughs> I want to see fucking monsters fight. This is Godzilla, not Godzilla and uh, the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah, see, I thought they, I thought they established enough of the plot in the trailer to to make you understand. Okay, this is why they're looking for the the monsters, you know. But again, I, I even I can argue that point. I'm like, okay, we got some pretty pretty cool shots of Mothra and a couple of the other iconic monsters, you know. But come on, like we could have seen so much more. Well, like, like, I, really, I felt like they held their they, they held the cards close to their chest in that trailer. Like they they wanted to, they had to show Godzilla. They had to. I mean, they have to. But definitely- well, George, I mean, not George. I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> I was just saying it was definitely more of a tease. Did you guys watch? Did you like the the first Godzilla? 
Um. Okay. Which one are we talking? Are we talking Matthew Broderick? Or are we talking the Kickass? Brian Cranston and Kickass. I I have not seen it. I know that one. Went, that one went heavy on the people too, right? But weren't they more like soldiers going in to see what was happening? Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston and uh, Kickass are father and son, and it's just sort of about their family and what they're going through at the time of Godzilla being there. So did it work? I thought it was good. Uh, Brian Cranston died too quickly. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> spoilers. So you're like, right oh, he also, dies in, he also dies in Breaking Bad, too. Any, any other scenes you want to spoil for us? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm excited. I, uh, I like all the actors that I saw. Um, the, the woman from the, the conjuring. Yeah. And, uh, um, 11, I can't remember Millie Bobby Brown or something like that. Yeah. yeah that is her name. Her name is uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I just, I couldn't remember her name when I was, when I was talking about it, but yeah, I just, I don't, I guess the story's cool, but when I see Godzilla, I want to, I don't want to see like 10 minutes of actual monsters fighting and then an hour or 20 of of people like interacting and being sad huh my mom died well, get over it there's godzilla fighting let's go watch yeah godzilla's gonna eat her corpse but yeah no it's it's it, it I, I i wanted to see more monsters for sure i i still felt like the shots that we did get were awesome but um again it, i felt like it was like they were holding the cards close to their chest they're not letting that poker hand show yet so we'll have to wait and see for some more now the the sequel to this is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla, correct? Oh, I have no idea. But, I mean, I, I, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet, especially, like, after Kong. Yeah, because they did Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so these that, are all in the same – this is a shared universe then? As, as far as I know, yeah. <clears throat> okay. That would be cool. I mean, I'm down <clears throat> for that. It's just – I just don't want to watch, an, you know, an hour and 20 minutes of people and they can see 20 minutes of, 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 of you know, see a montage of the monsters uh, walking to where they need to walk to. I mean, King Kong's uh, a little bit out of the way. <laughs> We're going to get a montage of him just swimming in the ocean for a month. It's just like, he's like waist deep in the water wading through. But, uh, I mean, I'm it, if you say the first one was, was a good one with Brian Cranston and Kick-Ass, I love that we don't know that guy's name, so we just call him Kick-Ass. I think his name is uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> we got Millie Bobby Brown and Aaron Taylor Johnson. We got to have three names to be in this movie. I guess it's so. a mandatory requirement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, we got the trailer for Glass, which is the now trilogy M. Night Shyamalan started with Unbreakable. Uh, we got the second one uh, was Split with uh, James McAvoy. So Bruce Willis and um, Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson were in Unbreakable. Uh, Samuel Jackson plays Mr. Glass in that movie. And then in Split, it was uh, McAvoy, James McAvoy, who. Um, has been in a ton of movies, uh, Professor X in the first class X-Men series. And now we are getting Glass, which is a focus on all three. Uh, it start, the trailer starts off with them in a mental hospital being talked to, and they're kind of just like, <laughs> oh, don't you know, lady? Uh, my favorite scene is James McAvoy when she says something about how they think they're heroes. And uh, he's in whatever personality, which is the like middle-aged woman. And he's like, "Oh dear." <laughs> yeah, he just goes, "Oh dear." Yeah, no, that it it yeah, it definitely intrigued me when I first saw it too. I was just like, "Oh man," and and those three personalities on the screen at the same time. Um, obviously, you know, uh, McAvoy's got multiple personalities, but <laughs> it's it's quite uh, te- it, there's a lot of tension on screen when they're both on the screen. I'm definitely looking forward to this. 
M. Night Shyamalan is back, boys. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, he had to take a break, I, but now he's back. <clears throat> well, I mean, you just can't you just can't horribly uh, ruin a franchise like Avatar and, and, and not come back instantly. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Avatar. <laughs> but I thought, first of all, Unbreakable, classic movie. Yes. And oh yeah. When I was watching Split with my wife, she's never seen Unbreakable, but at the end, spoilers, when uh, you see Bruce Willis walk in, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. The wildest thing about that was was how under wraps that secret was kept. Like, people legitimately didn't know until that movie came. I mean, obviously the people who saw the movie, you know, before people for reviews, but even those didn't get out. Like, it wasn't, people weren't talking about it until the day it opened to the public. And I remember people being like, Holy fuck! Stay till the end of that movie, everybody, because it is a wild reveal. And I'm yeah. like, I'm probably never going to see this, unfortunately, unless it's on like Netflix. So I asked a friend, they're like, "Dude, Bruce Willis was in there. It's in a, it's it's in the Unbreakable universe." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Crazy. Uh, side note: James McAvoy, great actor. That guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, he yeah. can do anything. He can he can bend a bullet. He can curve a bullet. Yeah, he's 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 incredible. If you guys ever get a chance. Unless you've already seen it, watch the movie Filth. It's great. Filth is isn't that the? I'm trying to think. Which is the one? Which is the one where he's in the? Oh no no no! I'm thinking the uh, the one with the girl with the pig face. He's in that movie too, right? The one with the girl with the pig face. Him and Christina Ricci. Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's him. I believe that's him. (laughs) Not exactly sure. That's a good movie too, but um, I'm. Dude, I'm, I'm totally down for this movie. When they showed uh, the little clip of James uh, McAvoy running uh, like, a, like a gazelle or like a lion, I was like, Oh, that yes. was crazy, yeah. Didn't that look so good? That looked incredible. Because he's the beast, right? That's an alternate personality that, that the other personalities made so he could basically have like superhuman powers. Yeah, I think so. I need to, I need to rewatch Split, man. That movie's so good. Yeah. But, um, I want to I rewatch Split and Unbreakable now. Well, Bruce Willis too. Like his that that iconic rain trench coat looks really good on him. Like they kind of got a weird mix between like Scarecrow and Batman going on with that. But then uh-huh. like him and McAvoy in the in the previous like, kind of throwing each other around. It just it just looked really super cool. Like we even get a little bit of uh, Bruce Willis like going around as a vigilante on his own, like uh, you know throwing people and finding those cheerleaders and all that. Like it just. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I haven't seen um, I haven't seen Split, so I definitely want to watch Split. But it doesn't look like you really need to watch Split to watch this one. You just need more Unbreakable than anything. I hope uh, I hope Bruce Willis brings his all because I don't know if you guys have seen any of his recent movies, but he's kind of just phoned it in. Yeah. The last couple of years, it's been kind of brutal because we know the guy can act. I mean, Die Hard, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Friends. Friends, you know. <laughs> he had a whole episode where all he did was cry. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, and he can act, but it, it, I, I've been getting that vibe lately, too, that he's just been signing on whatever script he can to throw that money in the bank, you know, and it's just like, hey, whatever, you know. Well, well his character in Unbreakable isn't really, like, a super emotional guy. So no. I don't think he's going to be, like, I don't think his, his, his acting is going to be pressed to its you know limit with this movie, but uh, he definitely does have those moments though, especially in Unbreakable and if they, if they do it with glass as well, where where you see like like when he figures out he has the powers. I, I in Unbreakable it was really cool watching that because he 
he genuinely looked like holy shit. Like he like like if I told you George you could lift eight hundred pounds and you're like screw you, I'm like no 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 do it. You didn't. You were like oh how the fuck am I doing this? How am I doing this? George can lift nine hundred pounds. Nine hundred and one pounds. Mm. Yeah right. With mustache with his beard. But just, yeah, glass, just the mustache. Glass, yeah. Uh, glass looks really cool. But uh but 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 beard watch. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Beard watch this week is James Cash. He's a fellow Central Valley native. You can find him on twitch.tv slash cypher326. That's C-I-P-H-E-R 326. And you can find him at Twitter at cypher326. Same same thing. C-I-P-H-E-R 326. Uh, James has a wonderful beard. Now, this is our fourth beard watch. We have had uh, Teddy. Zach has been. He, I believe you were the very first beard watch. Dang. Nope. We had uh, Mad Hatter. Then we had George for the last one. No, no, I no, no I'm sorry. George was second yeah. one. Mad Hatter was third. And now we got James. Uh, we will be posting a picture of James's glorious beard on our social media pages. But please, when you see it, we'll post all his links. Go to his stuff and just tell him how badly you want to lick his beard with your tongue. all Your full tongue from, <laughs> from one end to the other really get it in there so you can get the finer uh you know the finer taste and intricacies of this beard yeah J- james is a is a member of our discord too and he's always chatting it up with everybody over there so if you see him in there tell him we said to say hi now now we are on to our guest spotlight zach so zach aka the teddy bear champion is our guest today now when we come to our guest spotlights when we take a sort of deeper dive into who our guest is and just some of the things that we want to know. I usually put questions on here, but I forgot to put questions on here. So I'm just going to go off the top of my head. But uh, so, Teddy, you are from what well, you said it was, can, no, Indiana, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, are you, you're, I'm guessing you're like in a smaller mountain town. Uh, no, we're pretty flat here. No, no, no. Oh, not smaller mountain town, but like a smaller town. Yeah. Okay. So my question for you is definitely one that relates to me as well. And I always wonder this because as someone who came from a small town, what got you into gaming while being in a smaller town, a smaller community with probably most like this is just assumed, but with an assumed amount of, you know, less people who were into gaming. Cause I know in Mariposa, it, it wasn't a, a whole lot of us and I didn't find a lot of them till I was in high school. So what, what got you into gaming? Was it a family member? Was it, you just found maybe a magazine at the supermarket while your mom was shopping? What, what sparked that interest? Um, growing up, my, uh, my aunt had a uh, an NES, and after she moved out of my grandparents' house, uh, me and uh, old BDD started playing the uh... Big Dick Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's his cousin. Yes, and playing uh, Super Mario Bros., Mario Bros. Three, Duck Hunt, uh, Hogan's Alley, and pretty much after that, I started. Uh, getting gaming magazines at the supermarket and saw that this thing called a PlayStation was out and I was like, Oh my God, I got to have. So, uh, my, my dad and, uh, stepmom got me a PlayStation for my ninth, eighth or ninth birthday, I think. Yeah. And speaking of Bruce Willis, I had the diehard trilogy on that badass. Oh, dude, I used to have that game. (laughs) Remember, uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever played diehard on, uh, the NES, I believe it was on. 
But there's a scene at the end where, where you know, you hop off the bungee cord and it looks fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. So that's what got, so that's what, so basically you saw, uh, so your, you said your aunt, right, had, had an NES? Yeah. So it's amazing how many people, like, their first introduction to gaming was the NES. Um, I want to say fuck Duck Hunt because I was always so bad at that game. And I had an uncle who could, like, do it from a mile away. But I had to be, like, up close on that screen. Um, now the magazine that, that, that you had seen or the magazine started getting, was it tips and tricks? It might've been tips and tricks. I can't remember. Yeah. Tips and tricks was my first real foray into gaming magazines as well. I remember, uh, there was a Christmas where I, I, my grandma was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I told her I wanted the subscription, the tips and tricks. And at that time you had to mail it in. So I remember taking her, uh, oh no, I mailed her the card to get it with all my information because i didn't want her to try and fuck it up in some way <laughs> <laughs> you're like no no no, no. I, have to, I have to do this for you don't fuck okay. it yeah yeah grandma don't mess this up this is important okay or else you're going to be in a really bad old folks home one day <laughs> <laughs> okay so so you begged your uh you begged your your, your dad and your stepmom uh for that playstation they got you the playstation and then um from there were you <clears throat> How long did it take you to find other kids interested in that, or did you already know them other than uh, Dylan? Uh, there was a couple neighborhood kids that had uh, PlayStations and then PlayStation 2s. Uh, there was, like, one kid that had N64, and we'd go over there and play uh, GoldenEye all the time. Oh, yeah, nobody was allowed to be oddball when, when we all played. But <laughs> we all just had our own, you know, this is way before, back in the old days, before multiplayer, like, online gaming. So, you have to have these, like, giant sleeves. You have multiple controllers, and, you know, everyone got to fight over who got to go first. And we just don't really yeah. have that anymore, you know? Yeah, it's the, I was going to say, that's that's what we had going on. It was just this giant sleepover <laughs> with all the friends over, and everybody was waiting to fight for that 10 minutes on whatever game it was that we had that we rented from Blockbuster for the weekend. Oh, man, game rentals, You even if it was a shitty game, you're like, I'm playing this. Oh yeah, it didn't matter. You spent money on it. You had to. Game rentals were wild because it's there's a whole. I mean, there's a whole generation now, even two generations, that will never rent a game like that unless they do it at Redbox. But it doesn't have the same uh, like weight to it now. I remember going to like, uh, like the video store in Mariposa, and every once in a while I would rent like a Nintendo game because that's all I had um, at the moment. I, I wasn't. Um, well, I mean, I'm sorry, in uh, Modesto. Because it was like in Modesto, I had my cousins. So, you know, we play video games and, you know, you go to the video store and it's got its own little section and you're renting an NES cartridge or a Super Nintendo cartridge. Um, and it was, you know, there were kids at school who played it, but there weren't any real like gaming nerds. And then my cousins were all in a sports game. So, like, it's kind of weird because there's that whole click of like there's there's gaming nerds and then there's gamers who just play sports games and they're not really nerds. <laughs> did, did any of you guys have the experience though with, with when you rented a game over the weekend or something? And it was just like, man, you didn't finish the game and you really wanted to. So you rented it again the next weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so, so I would actually like I would put like I, I had a save file on Mega Man X from this one video game store or video rental store that we grew up nearby. And it was like two weekends in a row where I was just like, do not delete this. Like I named it that like, don't delete this file. <laughs> and nobody checked it out. So I was thankful. Thankfully, I was able to beat Mega Man X without ever buying it. But it's just so funny that, you know, times have changed now. It's just like a digital download and everybody has their own save file. So it doesn't matter. Okay. So Teddy, uh, next question. Uh, so now, now is it now as an adult, um, 
I know that, that, that you're married. I know you don't have any kids. You have, you have fur babies, but you don't have any actual kids. Um, when you do eventually have kids, if you have kids, is it something where you introduce them to video games right away? Because obviously they're going to share your passion for video games because as a dad and George is a dad, like there's no, like there was no way that my kids were never going to be uh, gamers in some capacity. Is that, is that going to be the same for you? Yeah, I hope so. If, uh, if my kids are anything like I was when I was younger, I was the, I like the complete opposite of everything that my dad liked. So we'll be lucky if my kids like video games or Batman or any of that shit, because they'll probably just out of karma will hate everything that I love. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else, someone else uh, made a joke about that. And they're like, man, my dad always wanted me to be into like helping him out with cars and fixing cars. And I was into video games. So I'm really hoping that my kid hates video games and goes out and and, like does changes my oil and stuff. (laughs) takes care of their car yeah no i i i I have no doubt in my mind that my son will be a gamer um shiloh my daughter i'm not too sure about yet but my son is definitely attracted to technology like he wants to use it he wants to learn about it um you name it he wants to put his hands on it and play it so okay fun next uh so this will be last question so we don't have to we don't have to hop back into the whole uh turning it off and and reinviting everybody what what got you into comics and what drew you to DC? Um that's a good question. Growing up, uh we only had a select few uh VHS tapes. Yeah. And one of them was the the 89 Batman movie. Yes. And around that same time uh that I would rewatch that over and over again, the uh Batman the animated series was on. God, what a great series. Oh, that was that was, and I mean, I watched that all the time. I still do. I have them all on uh, Blu-ray. But I I don't know exactly what got me into comics in the first place. I went up to uh, to Canada to visit my cousins, and uh, her boyfriend at the time let me borrow the the Marvel Secret Wars. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, awesome. So. After that, I started. I was like, "Hey, I like Batman, so I'm gonna start reading these comics." So now, in our house, I have a whole room dedicated to Batman and all the graphic novels and statues and action figures and shit that I have that my wife wants me to get rid of, probably. Oh, living 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 a life without kids is so wild, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh, those you just have a whole room dedicated to Batman. If I want that, <laughs> my wife looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I tell my wife I want an entire room dedicated to Batman. She'd throw my ass out. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, like, here's your room. So, so once you got into Batman, uh, obviously that was your gateway to the rest of the uh, the DC universe. So, like, other than Batman, what's another, like, DC character that, that you kind of latch to, the, to their comics? Um, I really I really dig uh, Vertigo, which was, like, DC's, like, adult comic book. Yeah. Uh, and Preacher is, like, my oh, favorite Preacher. comic book series. Preacher is uh, DC Universe? Well, it's, it's – Vertigo is owned by DC, so kind, okay. of, kind of, sort of. And then, of course, things like uh, – like Watchmen and uh, Constantine and um, Swamp Thing, stuff like that. I like a lot of the darker stuff. Yeah, Constantine is. is I haven't read too much of his of his comics, uh, the Hellblazer comics. I've read a couple of them, but um, 
Constantine's is a, it's it's not that it's dark. It's just a little too more. It's it's a little too complex for me as a comic, just because sure. it's all the magic and stuff. It's kind of like uh, kind of like reading. It's kind of like if you were to read an episode of Supernatural, just way darker and I think you know better. Um, I'm more of one of those comic fans that just loves the fucking and they're gonna fight for uh three panels and then it's done. Like Superman has no combat prowess other than haymakers. <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> Your man's like, I hit you, and then you hit me, and one of us eventually stops. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, Zach, aka that, aka that teddy bear champ. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, you are fucking awesome, and I know that we will have you on the show again. Now, tell the people where where they can find you. Uh, anywhere and everywhere. Um, probably first and foremost, uh, I'm at Zachary Samuel on Twitter. And uh, at Wellman Zachary on Instagram, and then my uh, PSN is uh, the Teddy Bear One, and that's B A R E Teddy Bear. I've even got a, a an emote on my personal Twitter channel dedicated to to Teddy. He's the 2006 Teddy Bear champ, and it's I believe a Teddy Bear holding a uh, championship trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, cute. that's how that's how it, that's how much I love Teddy. Is he actually made it into my emotes? Um, so. <laughs> So once again, everybody, please go check out Teddy on all the social media. Teddy uh, or Zach, aka Teddy, is uh, is an amazing person. He's been an amazing friend, amazing supporter. I'm so happy we got to have you on the podcast. Like I said, we'll get you on the podcast again one of these days where we where it's a little more fine tuned. <laughs> hey, no worries, guys. I'm I just appreciate you inviting me on, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so, no, I had a blast. Thank you again. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, I want to implore you that if you are watching or wherever you're listening to this, please uh, rate the podcast. Um, Whether you like it or don't, you know, do you do you. But please uh, rate the podcast. It's a great way for us to see, to get feedback and to see how people are enjoying the podcast. Please check us out on Discord, which is uh, we've got a direct link to Discord on our Twitch. You can find us on Twitch at Dad's Beards Nerds. Um, Join the Discord where we do topics and topic questions and we'll use those questions before we'll go anywhere else so our discord members do have direct access uh to getting basically first dibs on getting your your question or your answer read so until next time this has been another episode of dad's beards nerds i'm anthony and i'm george thank you all for coming out appreciate it everyone have a good night take care